I saw water pouring out from the temple. I was led through water that was ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, then a river over my head, water to swim in. Wherever the river flows, life will flourish. The river is turning the salt sea into fresh water. The sea will teem with fish of all kinds. The trees on both banks will bear fresh fruit because the river from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. morning liquid church can we say happy fall it kind of yeah it kind of seems like summer I'll be honest right little bit but uh, glad that you're here uh, I'm Tim if we haven't met I have the privilege of leading the uh, the church and our team of pastors um, but before we dive in uh, we are a multi-site church just means that we have uh, seven locations including Monmouth County let's welcome all of them glad you guys are with us today all of our campuses in our church family now listen um, this is part four of what we have a seven-week small group series. So if you have your group's guide, you can open to part four. It's called Q, Quench Their Thirst, L-I-Q-U-I-D. We're on Q, Quench Your Thirst. And I hope your small group is off to a, to a great start. I've been hearing very good things. But today I want to let you know that I'm calling your small group off the couch, okay? A lot of you, you know, you kind of sit in the couch and it's awesome. We're praying and doing Bible study. But I want you to get off your blessed assurance and run for Rwanda this October, okay? I'm going to kind of call you to action and I put feet to your faith as we bring hope and healing to some of our uh, poorest brothers and sisters in East Africa. Uh, let me give you a little background just to set the table for this. Uh, this whole series is based in Ezekiel chapter 47. Uh, where the Old Testament prophet sees this raging river. Uh, it's a river of living water, uh, and it's leaking out from underneath the temple of God's church. We have a graph. Yeah, you kind of see it here, and it's leaking which way? Remember which direction it's going east? Yeah, that's towards spiritually dry land. It's towards thirsty people who are far from God. And so we said this is the river of God. It transforms everything it touches. Ezekiel says this, fruit trees of all kinds, he says, will grow on both banks of this river, and their fruit will serve for food, and their leaves for what? Healing. Now, this is going to be very important. Tuck that in your pocket. Leaves for healing. Now, this is a powerful picture of a Christ-centered, uh, Holy Spirit-saturated church that's flowing freshly in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a liquid church that produces three things. The first thing that we found out, Ezekiel says, is life, eternal life. It turns poison, salty water, fresh and pure, and it's a symbol of eternal life. It also produces fruit, spiritual fruit, fruit that grows along the riverbanks. And we said that's a harvest of, of new Christians, and that's what a, a spirit-saturated church will produce. Hey, by the way, great news. Last week, we at every campus, we had dozens of people put their faith in Jesus Christ for the first time. Can we welcome to the family? Praise God. You're joining a movement. And that last thing he says is it produces these, these trees, the leaves are for healing. Now I have to ask this question, like what kind of healing are we talking about here? And whenever you come to a question in the Bible, let me give you a little, like, little tip to how to interpret it. You always interpret the Bible with the Bible. 
Does that make sense? So like in the Old Testament, it says leaves for healing. And so you say, okay, well, what does that stand for? What's that mean? Well, if you flip to the New Testament, the last book of the Bible, the last chapter of that book, Revelation 22, you'll be like, wait a minute, Tim. This river makes a second appearance. Like Ezekiel had in the Old Testament, the Apostle John received a revelation, actually, from God. He was taken to heaven, and he saw the city of God in heaven. And according to Revelation 22, he wrote this down. He said, a raging river of life flows down the center of the main street of the city. Here's what John writes. He says, then the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. So a river runs through the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of what, church? Fruit. Does this sound familiar? Yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the what? Healing of the nations. Does this sound familiar to you? It should. This is the New Testament fulfillment of this Old Testament prophecy in Ezekiel. In other words, the, the river of eternal life that you will experience and see in heaven is the same river in Ezekiel 47. Only in, instead of flowing from God's temple on earth, this river flows from God's throne in heaven. So if you're a Christ father, this is actually a picture of your future home. You're going to live in a heavenly city with a river running through it. You ever see that movie, A River Runs Through It? I remember going to Montana doing some fly fishing on the, uh, the Little Bighorn River there. That, that's your future as a Christ follower. But before Jesus returns to take you home, he says, I'm going to leave it up to you to bring up there down here. Just as Jesus saturates his heavenly home with the water of life, you and I are called to saturate our dry and thirsty world with the gospel. Notice Jesus says, the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Now that's significant because that phrase, healing of the nations, adds another detail. It's not just healing, it's healing of the nations. Can everyone say, heal the nations? That's God's dream for our broken world, for our broken nation, amen? God wants to heal broken things. And you look at the world, it's like it's on fire today, right? You're like, just the news like can't get any worse. It's literally chronically depressing. I can't watch it anymore. But you are saved for a purpose. <laughs> saved people serve people. You, you aren't saved just so that you go to heaven by and by when you die, but God gives you a critical purpose for living on earth right now. And that is to partner with him to bring hope and healing to the poor and broken in Jesus' name. And guys, that's why our church is so invested in the nation of Rwanda. I, in fact, I want to make sure when I say Rwanda, we don't say Wakanda. So can you say that word with me? Here we go. Rwanda. Rwanda, as they like to say. It's kind of the, the W silence. It's like Rwanda. For the last four years, our church has been sending teams from New Jersey to the other side of the world to bring clean drinking water, to heal the nations in the name of Jesus in East Africa. Now, clean water, I get it. It's something you and I take for granted, right? We get thirsty. We get a bottle of Poland Spring, Aquafina, whatever, turn on the tap. But right now, as we sit here, you have to understand this. 663 million people in our world lack clean drinking water. Okay, that's one in 10 of us. So you nine get it, you're out. Sorry, Gene. Now, maybe you did get a cup of coffee on your way at our clean water cafe. You probably saw one of these, right? These are called a jerry can. And if you visit Rwanda, you'll see these littered all over the place. People actually use them to carry drinking water for their families. But the nation of Rwanda has this pretty inspiring goal. They want to make history. They want to become the first country on the continent of Africa 
with 100% access to clean drinking water for every man, woman, and child. And guys, I have very exciting news. We are on track to help them make history. Just, yeah, you're going to hear about it today. It's pretty, pretty cool. Remember God's dream. I want you to keep this in, the head, in your head. I'm really just kind of preaching on this one phrase. The leaves of the tree, God says, are for the healing of the nations. God is literally using clean water to heal the broken nation of Rwanda. Now, Colleen and I led a, a team from Liquid there this summer. Uh, we flew 18 hours, uh, 7,000 miles to go see it for ourselves. And what we witnessed is a miracle that only God can get the credit for. There's no way to explain it. Uh, as some of you may know, Rwanda has a very dark and violent history. Anybody see the movie Hotel Rwanda? Okay, you may remember maybe from even history class. In 1994, Rwanda went through a horrific genocide that killed one million people in 100 days. Is that hard to process? One million people slaughtered ethnic cleansing in 100 days. There was a tribal war, a war between the Tutsis and the Hutus, and radical militants from the Hutu tribe slaughtered 70% of the Tutsi population in a most barbaric way. They used machetes to maim, to mutilate, and murder their neighbors. And so when we flew in, the first thing we went to was the genocide memorial in Kigali, the capital city, where they actually display the skulls and the bones of one million people who died in 100 days. And you shake your head and you say, oh, it's crazy, Africa. No, 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 no. We learned the tragic cause. It's actually when Belgium first tried to colonize Rwanda. When the European colonists came in, they actually separated the two tribes. They'd never been separated before. They just said, we're all Rwandans. They said, you two look different. And so they took the Tutsis, who were light-skinned and taller and had a thinner nose and measured their noses, and said, you're different than the Hutus. They have broader noses, and they're shorter, and they're darker-skinned. And so you two tribes are very different. And Tutsis, you look more like us, Europeans. You look more royal. You have a thinner nose. You have lighter skin. And so we're going to put you in charge to run the country. And so that racial divide lit a powder keg that exploded in 1994. It's crazy to even look at a picture like this because it reminds you of what Hitler and the Nazis did in the Holocaust with the Jewish people. There's a satanic spirit, you understand. Neighbors massacred neighbors with machetes. She said, kill the cockroaches, had to dehumanize them. And Hutu husbands were actually forced to kill their Tutsi wives and their unborn children. Unspeakable atrocities. This is 25 years ago. One million people slaughtered in 100 days of ethnic cleansing. And here's the real horror. The United States did nothing about it. In fact, they'll blame the U.S. The U.N. did nothing about it. Not one nation stepped up to intervene as the horror unfolded. That was 1994. And looking back 25 years later, Kofi Annan, who was U.N. Secretary General at the time, said, we will not deny that in their greatest hour of need, the world failed the people of Rwanda. Everybody looked at Rwanda as a nation that was broken beyond repair. How do you recover from that? The nation was in tatters, socially, economically, spiritually, which makes its miraculous turnaround all the more remarkable. By God's grace, this incredible country has transformed. Two and a half decades later, we were shocked, 
Rwanda is now the number one safest country on the continent of Africa. We were blown away as we flew into Kigali, which is cleaner than New York City. Now, that's not saying much. I understand that, okay? The bar is pretty low. But it has undergone a social and spiritual economic transformation. Rwanda has a stable democratic government led by President Kagame, Kagame, who actually stopped the genocide. He has openly embraced three things, free markets, the Christian church, and higher education. And so Rwanda now has the youngest population in the world. 50% of their people are under the age of 25. You understand why? Most of them are orphans from the genocide. They're required to learn English because it's the language of business. Now understand it's still an incredibly poor country. 90% exist on subsistence farming. But they have embarked on this incredible journey of healing and reconciliation that has stabilized the country for a new generation. So instead of staying trapped in the cycle of violence and revenge and violence and revenge, they have chosen the path of forgiveness and peace. And they've done so largely on the power of the gospel. The Christian church is thriving in Rwanda. And so, Liquid, we have a passion to come alongside our brothers and sisters to quench their thirst, to actually help bring up there, down here, and bring clean drinking water to every thirsty man, woman, and child in Jesus' name. Can I show you what we saw? I want you to jump in the Land Rover with me and ride with me over a lot of bumpy roads, a land of a thousand hills, to the village of Wuneje. Uh, you got to learn Rwandan. It's next to the Muvugutu River by the district of Busasamana. <laughs> Say that four times fast. It's a village of 850 people, and we had some fun riding on what I call a Rwandan razor scooter. Check it out. So we're making our way to a traditional water source here in Rwanda. As you can see, the families and the kids are carrying 40-pound jerry cans. This is where they've been getting their water for over a thousand years. This is a river, but you can see it's running pretty thin. This is also where they clean, wash clothes, and also water their livestock, which makes the water unsafe to drink. Sadly, oftentimes uh, parasites, worms, dysentery, cholera, typhoid are byproducts of harvesting the water here. They would fetch this two or three times a day, but what we've been able to do through your generosity is bring fresh, clean drinking water here to the beautiful people of both Nyanza and Bruhanga. From our heart to yours, we want to say Murakosi. What does that mean? Murakosi, thank you. Thank you from the people of Rwanda. Oh, they like to dance, man. My brothers and sisters. Let me tell you something. You know, it's more beautiful than the nation of Rwanda. It's people. Every time I grab a, a drink of water, I'm like, I think about what they have endured. I mean, beyond genocide, think of that river where for centuries, centuries, thousand, a thousand years probably, they've been coming to draw water. 
Now, the Muvugutu River, understand, it's full of parasites and bugs and worms. It's the same river that the farmers use to water their livestock and their cows and their goats who actually defecate in the water and turn it toxic. But they have no other choice because you have to understand something. The most valuable commodity in the world is not gold and it's not oil. It is clean water. As I mentioned in my book, half of the world's hospital beds are filled right now with people suffering from waterborne disease and illness. Now, kids are especially vulnerable. In this village of Renege, normal is chronic diarrhea, dysentery, cholera, worms, parasites. You can actually see E. coli, salmonella, worms, hep A. You got pretty much everything. It's, it's a global terrorist, dirty water. And I know it doesn't like look too bad when you just kind of glance at it in the video, but let me show you what's commonly found in the water. You just pull up a little bit, and this is what the kids are drinking. It's kind of the mother's actually filtered out leech, through their skirt, right? yeah. so the kid won't drink a leech. Now, can you imagine, right, this is hard for us to process, offering your child a glass of that water, because you have no other choice. Like, we all understand, right, like where you live shouldn't determine whether you live, but it does, doesn't it? Like right now, you and I are sitting in church, we're gonna go watch football today. But, <laughs> okay, time out. Go Giants, come on, here we go, all right, come on, there's hope, there's hope, all right, okay. <laughs> oh, this is great. Someone yells, go Jets. I'm like, give me the faith, Lord. I don't know about that, they're gonna need, can prayer do it, I don't know. Again, we're able to, to, to laugh and be lighthearted, but like on a serious note, guys, like today, today in Rwanda, understand, 2,300 children will die today from drinking dirty water. You know, let me put that in perspective. That is the equivalent of five jumbo jets full of kids crashing every single day. Now, 43% of those deaths will be in kids under the age of five. So to put that in perspective for you, diseases from dirty water kill more children every year than global wars and terrorism combined. So this is not an exaggeration to say this is a global epidemic. These nations need healing. And here's the real tragedy. It's entirely preventable. I mean, in, in Renege, there's an aquifer actually 300 feet underneath the ground. But the people there just lack the training and the resources and the finances to access it. But that's where Liquid Church comes in. Four years ago, you guys stepped up. You captured God's heart for our brothers and sisters in Africa. And as they recovered from genocide, we gave them a gift. We gave them as a church a heavy-duty drill rig, which our team got to try out in the village of Gishigesha. Say Gishigesha. Gishigesha, Pusasamana, Muvugutu. All right, take a look. This was awesome. We had so much fun. It's basically the way it works is this. The pipes are like a giant drinking straw. And we lift it up with this high-end compressor, drill down the equivalent of two football fields. So it's like drill that straw right into the ground and there's mud and there's an explosion. But understand, the entire village comes out because they are so excited. It's not just that they've never seen a machine like this before. It's like, we're going to get clean water. We don't believe it. It's a miracle, and the people come out, they celebrate, they, they laugh, they dance, and I'm proud to report, guys, because of your generosity, this Liquid Church drill rig went to that village and installed the first ever water well there, and it brought clean water to 850 families in Jesus' name. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, that's just one. 
Now, I go on these trips and understand, like, I've been in this the clean water space for a while, and so, like, I, it's overwhelming to me, right? 663 million people. So I always say on these trips, I'm like, Lord, show me one. Just show me, God, one person. Lead me to one family so I can see this up close. And four years ago, God led me to a little girl I told you about named Margarita. But this time, the Lord answered my prayer with a young mom named Marita. Now, Marita is a beautiful woman. This is her family. She's also a born-again Christian. And we met her down at the river where she's been drinking water and harvesting that that makes her children sick. She tells us about the chronic diarrhea and the worms and the stomach cramps. But she's like, all that has changed. And so we said, Mary Todd, could you show us a little bit, like help us enter into your world? And so she let us walk with her, actually carry some jerry cans with her uh, on our heads uh, to proudly show us her new well. I want you to see what quenching their thirst has changed this family's life forever. Check this out. That's Hello Liquid Church from Marita. We're here in the village of Reneje in Rwanda. The people here are absolutely beautiful and you guys have been a part of bringing them clean drinking water. We show you the traditional source on the Muvugutu River and now we are going to see the clean water well that you drilled by God's grace and through your generosity, you've helped bring clean drinking water to over 100,000 people. Miracose, thank you from all of us in Rwanda. A jerry can weighs 40 pounds. And you can see she's doing it very, very elegantly. Me, not so much. <laughs> Marita is actually using the liquid church well. This is well is a hand pump well, as you can see. It's drawing water out of an underground aquifer. This is safe to drink, clean, potable drinking water here. And once one is done, we can fill another. Guess how many it serves? About 850 people get clean drinking water here every day, which is pretty incredible. This was one of the first liquid wells when we donated our drill rig and compressor. Three years later, it's still pumping beautiful, fresh drinking water. Yeah, you like to have fun. It's literally life-changing work, guys. Understand something. Married has children are no longer sick. They actually have water now for life in Jesus' name. Now, what happens when a village like hers gets clean water? Let me tell you, life changes. Life changes in four ways. The first is gospel saturation. Because the water is now safe to drink, guess what happens? Disease levels actually plummet by 50% within four weeks. And doors open for people to hear about Jesus, the living water. Uh, sanitation is the next impact because a hygiene worker enters the village to teach them about wash. This is a holistic program. It's not just water. It's water access, sanitation, and hygiene. We call it a wash program. We teach them about latrines, and we build hand-washing stations and germs, and disease rates fall further, and kids start going to school. So education is the third step up the economic ladder because your kids now actually spend more time in school instead of being sick or walking for water. And suddenly the next generation starts graduating to become you know, teachers and nurses and business owners. 
And the fourth one is the elevation of women. Again, in a patriarchal culture traditionally, this is the first time local women actually join the water committee and they're responsible for protecting and caring for the new water source. Uh, Marita actually is the chairperson of her village's water committee. And as a woman, it's her first local leadership position she's ever held. In fact, she invited us. She said, would you come to my home? And I had never been in a Rwandan home. We've been to wells and villages, but never been invited inside. It's a great honor. Uh, and she wanted to just share with you her story. Take a look. This is the home of Marita. Let's see if she's home. Maraho. 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 God bless you. This is my friend Marita, and this is her family. We're going to come take a look inside of her home where her family lives. Kristo <laughs> wabantu nemera yuko ari umwami wabambwe kugira ngo uwemera icyo gitambo akemera umwana w'Imana akemera ayo maraso You have a beautiful home. Thank you so much. Miracle Oh, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. We are for Mary Ta, our brothers and sisters, Living Water International. It's incredible, guys. When I look at this, you understand, this is not just life-changing. This is literally life-saving work. It is central to our mission as followers of Jesus Christ. You remember what Revelation said? It said the leaves of the tree are for the what? Healing of the? Can we say heal the nations? Heal the nations. Clean water is actually healing Rwanda physically and spiritually. And I have exciting news to report. Uh, guys, since we funded our first well uh, 10 years ago as a church, we have now had the privilege of helping with 280 water projects in nine nations serving 100,000 people have clean water. That is, ab give God a praise for that. We don't give our set, I wanna be clear, we don't take credit for this, okay? This is all God's doing. All the glory has to go to Jesus. What we're doing is we're just fulfilling his vision of bringing up there the reality of heaven down here to earth, help heal the nations in his name. We actually share God's dream that every man, woman, and child in, in Rwanda on the planet would have clean water for life. Understand, this is a global crisis that's actually solvable in our lifetime. How many things can you say that about? Now, when I say clean water in Jesus' name, those last three words are very important in Jesus' name, because it explains the why behind the what we do. And it's not original to us. When Jesus sent out his first disciples, he gave them this instruction in Matthew 10. Jesus said, if anyone, let's read this together, if anyone gives a cup of cold water 
to one of these little ones, they will not lose their reward. In other words, the Lord Jesus said, healing the nations is a huge epidemic, but just start small. Just start small. Just give one cup of clean water to a kid and you'll be rewarded. Aren't you glad we take the Bible literally? Like in our culture, it's like, we don't like the Christians. They're always taking the Bible literally. They hurt people. Some Christians take the Bible literally and help heal the world. That's why we take it literally. We, we actually do what Jesus says. So understand why we do this. This isn't about social justice. This isn't about being a good humanitarian. We don't actually do this because we're good people. We do it because we're God's people. Amen? This is putting our faith in action, traveling to the ends of the earth with the water of life, which heals body and soul together. We call our strategy water in the word. It's the water of life, and it's bringing the word of God. And wherever possible, we always try to partner with a local church, and we locate the well typically next to the church, which is typically the village school, right in the middle of the, the village center. And what we do is we don't come in as like, hey, here's people from America. No, 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 no. That's completely the wrong way. We actually come in at the invitation of the local pastors and leaders, and we give them the credit. We say, hey, Pastor Melchizedek wants to bring you clean water, which will help save your health, and he wants to give you living water, which will help save your soul. So it's this double-barreled approach, water of life in the word of God, that lets people know Jesus loves them, cares for both their body and soul, and it's a powerful, powerful platform for making disciples. Can I show the picture here? This is Pastor Melchizedek, and he's an amazing man of God. Not far from that well you just saw, our team visited the Church of Faith in Rwanda, where Pastor Melchizedek was baptizing new believers in Jesus' name. We're here at the Church of Faith in Rwanda, witnessing baptisms. Amen, amen, incredible. These are new followers of Jesus Christ. This is the community who's gathered. Churches have come together on the platform of water, not just receiving clean water to drink, but the living water of Jesus, which satisfies their spiritual thirst. In Jesus' name, amen, a new brother in Christ. Can I tell you how humbling it is to worship with people who don't have lights, no electricity, no cushy seats, there's no screens, there's no smoke machines, and they're just filled with joy. They're just overflowing with the joy of the Lord. They're so moved by a gift of clean water. It's unbelievable, guys. We get to be a part of this. Understand, water and the word bring together, the church is unified in a way that Americans, we can't even touch. In Africa, there's evangelicals and Catholics worshiping with Pentecostals and Anglicans. They're unified. The gospel is global and it's holistic. It doesn't just care about your soul and eternity to the neglect of your body on earth. At that baptism, we met a boy named Innocent. That's his actual name. He's 15 years old, and um, he had a massive tumor on his leg that actually was so big it ran from his knee down to his ankle. And his mother, she wasn't really part of the, the trip, she just said, I have to pull aside and, and thank the people of Liquid Church. Now, I had never met her before. I didn't know anything about this. 
But our last liquid water team drilled a well in her village, and They saw this boy suffering. He couldn't walk. His tumor actually ruptured. So they assumed he'd be crippled for life. Sorry. That's how God feels. This is how God feels when he looks at the nations. I'm just so proud of you. Whoever you were, you went on that trip. Because they, uh, they said, we're not just going to get you clean water. We're going to get you medical treatment. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. His mom didn't have enough money. You know how much they make a year in Rwanda? $100. $100 a year. And the operation cost 5000 And our troll team said, we're going to pay for it. And she said, I want to show you. My boy can walk, he's healed, he's pain-free because of your church. That's the gospel. Do you understand why it's called good news? Like it's good news. It's the best news in the world. God loves you enough to save your soul. He gives his son, and then he says, I'm going to heal the world. I'm putting it all back together, and I'm doing it through you, my church. We get to be part of this. Gosh. Guys, your, your generosity is bringing its life. It's bringing fruit. It's bringing healing in Jesus' name. Healing from disease and genocide and war and poverty. And guys, that's why, that's why we're hosting a run for Rwanda this October. This is where you have a part. I want everybody. You don't have to go to Rwanda. Just get up off the couch and run for them. I want every man, woman, and child, I want you to lace up your sneakers and run with me. On Saturday, October 19th, we're going to make history. We're going to bring clean water to thirsty families. Now, this is a, a thing we did actually way back when we first started as a church. And it is a 5K, so like if you're a runner, it's like chip timed and all that stuff. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> it's happening on Saturday, October 19th in Parsippany. And here's the thing. Why? All the proceeds go directly to fund our clean water mission in Rwanda. Take a look. Make some noise if you're ready to run for Rwanda. We're going to do this together. We're going to do this. We're going to make history together. And I asked Kristen Hosen, she's our outreach director, 
just to share some of the nitty-gritty details about the run, because this is actually not just for runners, it's for every age and stage, correct? Absolutely. Everyone in this room can participate. You, you can run, walk, or even push your little ones in the stroller across the finish line. It, there's a place for everyone to serve at this event. Now, you can do it as an individual, but you're encouraging people to make teams, like a family to run, a small group to run? Yes, exactly. So you can sign up as an individual or create a fun team name for your friends, family, barista, gym team members to join you. Pastor Tim, there's actually some really funny team names. Can I share with yeah, you? Yeah, sure. We've got Grace for My Pace, okay. Run Like the Winded, or one of my favorites, <laughs> Running on a Prayer. I think running we all can relate. On a prayer. Now, what time does it begin? Sure. So the 5K will begin at 9.30 a.m., followed by the 1.5 Fun Run at 10.30. All those that register for the 5K will get one of these blue dry fit Run for Rwanda shirts, yeah. as well as the first place winners of each division will receive a one year free membership to LA Fitness plus three for three of your family members. Now, that, that's, that's pretty good. Okay, take a look. First off, thank you for modeling for some of our campuses. They put up their dry fit t-shirts. You're going to see people at your campus today, a campus pastor. Uh, this is what participants are able to get. It's funny to me that the first place winners get a LA Fitness membership because I'm like, they're probably the only people who don't need it. Well, you know. <laughs> right? <laughs> true, true. Now, this is kind of cool because this is important to note. This is not just a run for Rwanda. We actually are bringing some experiences from Rwanda for you to experience. What are they? We are. So we're actually going to have a Rwandan sensory experience that you don't want to miss. We're also bringing in an African drum circle and dancers. There'll be paint stations for Imigongo, as well as tattoos and stickers for kiddos. Yes. Imigongo, by the way, is this design we kind of uh, uh, use here because that is a traditional. They take cow dung, they actually dry it, and then paint it. And so it's a traditional art form. So Good times. We'll be using paint. We'll be using paint. <laughs> We're using paint. Okay, awesome. Now, um, the original idea, just so you guys know, um, is when we first learned that women and children, in particular in Africa, they're the ones who are typically fetching water, and they actually spend 40 billion hours a year running, collecting water. They use these, these jerry cans, and I've been kind of joking about this with, with Kristen, because this one, you're like, well, that doesn't look so bad. It's because it's empty, people, okay? When filled, this one is filled, it weighs 40 pounds, it's 40 pounds, and they carry it on their head, okay, for miles. After service, go to the photo booth, we got a full one there, and you see if you can carry it, I'm just going to hold it, uh, carry it on your head. At one of the villages that we visited, we learned about a pregnant mother who actually walked six miles to the local health clinic to have her baby. That's not uncommon in Africa. Six miles is not uncommon. What's uncommon is the health clinic lacked clean water, and so she had to bring her own. Hours from giving birth, she walked with a 40-pound jerry can on her head six miles and then gave birth. So we said, you know what? Could we fat Americans walk one mile and put in her shoes? How about three miles? How about a whole 5K? So understand, when you walk, when you run, it will literally translate into clean water for some of the poorest people on the planet. Kristen, tell us how we can participate and sign up. Absolutely. You can go to runforawanda.com and sign up as an individual or create your fun team name. You can also serve at the, at the race. We need people to hand out fresh water, crown the, the winners, and uh, various roles for each volunteer. We're also looking for sponsors to donate to help support the wash well and water stations around in Rwanda. And um, Tim, I think you have something to share. This is really exciting, guys. Again, I just can't thank you enough for your heart, your generosity. There was one family, just to say, we won't be anonymous, 
They said, we want to make a matching gift that will double your donation. Yeah. That's incredible. So guys, when you participate, it will have double the impact. How can we tell people about it? Yes, so if you go to RunderRwanda.com, there's actually a tab that says Fundraise. There you're going to find social squares, videos, letters, all things you need to share the mission and vision of clean water to all your friends and family via social media. Awesome. Can we thank Kristen and her team for the organization you guys are putting behind it? Thank you, Race Team. Guys, it's going to be an awesome experience. I really, in my heart, I just want everybody who calls Liquid Church their spiritual home to participate. However it looks for you. Run, walk, give, volunteer, serve. Let's just make history together. And most importantly, I want to end with this. I want to challenge you. Invite your three thirsty friends to participate. Say, run with me. This is the perfect chance for you to invite the three thirsty people in your life to join you. Now, this could be, right, your coworker, could be a neighbor, could be a barista, someone, someone who's given up on traditional church, but they have a heart to help. They'd be like, I'll help change the world. Understand, they don't actually have to come to, to, to worship. You're just inviting them to run. Hey, want to come run with me? Our church, we're doing this thing where we're actually bringing clean water to kids in Rwanda. It's a great cause. Help make a difference with me. You will be shocked how receptive people are. They're not into church. They've been burned out on organized religion, but they want to make a difference in serving the poor. And so this is a very a perfect bridge builder to show what an authentic Christian faith looks like. You know, in my book, I share the story of Monica and Greg Sawicki in our church uh, who came the first time because one of Monica's coworkers invited her to run our first 5K way back in 2008. We called it our rock and run for Africa. And Monica and Greg had never heard of liquid. They didn't know anything about the clean water cause, but they were runners. They liked running, and they had a heart to help. And so they came to the first 5K we did 11 years ago. Uh, I think we have a picture of them. Throw it up there. This was so cool because they fell in love with the cause. They fell in love with liquid, and then they fell in love with Jesus Christ. Uh, although they had grown up, you know, with Christianity, they gave their, their hearts to Christ afresh. They started serving, actually went on a water trip to Nicaragua. And here's what Monica said. She said, it was the most amazing trip we've ever taken as a husband and wife. It completely transformed our hearts. We experienced how Jesus came as a human to live as we did, walk in the dirt, serve and thirst as we did, and lead us to true living water. Now our job is to follow the example of Jesus and share the living water with others. And guess what? Monica now leads our clean water cafe. That started because someone invited her to the 5K. Run with me. Guys, that's the power of compassionate cause in a very cynical world. Understand, people are starting at negative four when it comes to Jesus. They're not starting at zero. They're very cynical. They're very jaundiced. Oh, the church is just, you know, it's judgmental. It's hypocrites. It's people after my money. This is a powerful bridge for spiritually thirsty people. And guess what? They don't just discover a cause to believe in, but a God to believe in too. Amen? So take a risk. Invite your three thirsty friends to participate and just see what the Holy Spirit will do. Guys, I just want to thank you. I'm sorry I got choked up. I don't, that, I typically kind of keep a lid on that. <laughs> Thank you. You know, it is. It's just like my whole life, my whole life, I want to believe the gospel is the best news to the nations. I always want to be part of a church that is changing the world. Guys, by God's grace, we are. Over 100,000 people in nine nations have clean water for life in Jesus' name. 
I just, I'm just passionate. I want to see this river of compassion flow all the way from heaven to New Jersey, to El Salvador, Nicaragua, to Africa, ends of the earth. So wherever the river flows, God says, it'll bring life and healing and fruit and hope. So stand up, run with me for Rwanda. This is where history is headed. And guys, this is what our faith is for. Amen? Amen. Remember the promise in Revelation. Don't forget this. Walk out with this in your heart and your pocket. The leaves of the tree are for the what? Healing of the nations. The kingdom of Christ is global, and so is your faith. So put feet to your faith and run for Rwanda with us. Help bring the hope of Christ and heal the nations in his name. Amen? Let's pray and commit our cause to the Lord. Father, we are asking you. You've already done, Lord, more than we can ask or imagine. But Lord, I just think right now, I know Pastor Melchizedek is leading worship services in that dirt floor church. And Lord, I ask your blessing on our brothers and sisters. We're humbled to learn from them. We're humbled that we get to call them brothers and sisters and lock arms with them. And Father, we can't fully understand what they've endured over the last 25 years. But thank you for this miracle in the making we're witnessing. Jesus, you are healing a broken nation through your love and forgiveness and grace. You're healing them through water and your word. And we rejoice, God, we rejoice. So, Lord, we pray a blessing right now over Merita, over Melchizedek. Bless them, Father. Give them strength and courage to proclaim the gospel. And thank you for the honor to run for them this fall. God, I just ask for an outpouring of participants in the 5K, more than we've ever seen, Lord. I ask for thousands of runners and sponsors and donors. We even ask for a sunny day in Jesus' name. Lord, would you just multiply these efforts, these small efforts to bring clean water to thousands of our brothers and sisters. We will celebrate and worship together in heaven. In Jesus' name and for his fame, we pray. Amen. Amen.